Good evening, everybody, and welcome back to the We Shall Not Sleep podcast. Thank you so much for joining us this week. I appreciate your patience as we didn't have a show last week, and I'll explain why. I was very much connected to a lot of the prayers that many of you who know me personally have been sending, and I will explain all of that tonight. But before we get into that, it's because it's going to be a heavier topic, I just want to state briefly that, again, I have plans for this show going forward. I really do, and it's just got to be God's timing. I can't force anything. There's a lot of conversations I would love to have, but I got to keep things into perspective. I got to be, I have, I have to obey and I have to live where God has put me. And, and that's been the, the biggest you know frustration, all the ups and downs is being able to understand where, where I'm called and to do that and not to do too much more than that. So that's kind of where I'm at. So I appreciate you guys. Uh, bearing with us, but continue to follow us on Facebook for updates. Uh, you can find us at We Shall Not Sleep Podcast on any of your podcasting sites, including YouTube. So please subscribe uh, there, and I hope that this content is continuing to be worth it. So the reason why last Tuesday, I, I, I just, or last Wednesday, excuse me, I couldn't record something is because last Tuesday. So by the time you're hearing this, eight days ago, we received word that a teenager in my church uh, committed suicide. And I just did that funeral yesterday. And that makes 13 orders of service and celebration of life that I've done since November of 2021. Actually, uh, the day before Thanksgiving in 2021. Exactly. So it's actually been less than two years. And... It takes its toll. It's not about me. It's the position. It's the office that I represent. That it's supposed to be something you bear. And that's, again, this is not me. It's the office. But it's heavy. It's heavy to watch people suffer. And the family that has been affected by this has gone through several tragedies in the last 13 months. It's absolutely, it's been insane. We, we say cliche things all the time, but I, I cannot help but think of Job with this particular individual I'm thinking of who will remain unnamed since this is going out to a lot of audi- other audiences. It's really difficult to watch people you love and care for suffer and knowing that there's not anything you can do about it. It's a humbling thing because anybody who's in the shepherding role at their church, who's truly honest in times of tragedy, you really you find out how worthless you are as far as a man or woman who's in the pastoral role because all the education, all the experience, all the wisdom that you have to share is basically worth nothing when it comes to tragedies like this. It, it's been said before, I think Alistair Begg, pastor out of Cleveland, said, if you have to rush somebody to the hospital because they're having a heart attack, you don't really care about what type of car you're driving. Like, is that Lamborghini just as important then as it is when you're trying to impress, like, a first date? Like, nope. It doesn't matter. Well, in our humanness, it, it's just a reminder that we as people, aside from God, we have nothing to offer. There were over 300 people at this little funeral home yesterday, and the turnout from the school, the kids, the friends, classmates, teammates, was incredible. And a couple of them spoke. It was very moving, very brave on the, uh, upon those individuals. 
They they would get up there in front of their peers and and fellow uh, you know other friends and in front of the family to share what they had to say about their friend. And in the midst of all of that, this is not the first suicide that's touched that community either. So it, it goes another step. There's layers upon layers and just things that you have to take upon yourself and your understanding of what are you walking into? What's the purpose? And I, I had an address really for three different groups. I addressed the family, I addressed the parents, teachers, counselors, the adults in the room, and then I addressed you know the kids. And the one thing I, I came away from is just saying that there's not there's not any words I'm going to say that's going to bring this person back. There's not something I'm going to magically say that's going to fix everything. I, I struggle to find words. I'm, I'm just as devastated and heartbroken and angry and upset. All the range of emotions. I told the teenagers that us adults are dealing with the same things. We're not immune from those things, even though sometimes we try to put on the best of faces. So I encouraged everyone to be honest with where they're at, to ask themselves who they really are, meaning, purpose, direction. These are all the same questions everyone was asking themselves. And I told them, I said, so the fact that this person decided to take their own life, I said, there was nothing that any of us could have done because I knew that that community I was speaking to does a good job of caring for each other. They're there for each other. The show supported the funerals. Another example of how much they are there for each other. And I said to them that there was absolutely nothing that they could have said or done. They don't need to carry that burden. That's not meant for them. I can understand all the other things, but guilt is not one of those burdens. You can let that let that weight off. You do not need to carry that. It's okay. Someone needs to say it. You don't have to carry it. And the most important takeaway, I told them was, they're the most important thing in the world. They are the most valuable people in the world. More precious than oil, than fine jewelry, than any possession. More valuable than all of it. So much so that God sent his son to die so that we could all have eternal life. It's the power of the gospel. And that's a reminder to all of us. Just because we, we turn 18 or turn 21, those lines of demarcation in, in the West here for, for most countries and everything, right? They're, they're, by the time you're, you're mid-20s, right? It doesn't mean that those temptations, those feelings of inadequacy or anger, torment even, apathy they don't necessarily go away just because you get older sometimes they can intensify because the burden of responsibility grows greater that's also another aspect of it we sometimes try to act so tough so much full of strength and fortitude and yet what is it all for at the end of the day is it is it to impress each other is it to make ourselves feel differently because we feel bad about how we presently feel about something or someone or ourselves. So I, I share all this because it's just been a rough, it's been a very, very rough 
last week for my church, the family, and we can continue to use all the prayers. We were very grateful for them, trust me. And again, none of this is going to make the pain go away, but it needs to be talked through. We need to be able to have discussions like this, especially in the kingdom of heaven, and being able to to look at these situations where kids find themselves trapped. A question for you is either you can relate to these kids, you can relate to people like this, or whether directly or indirectly, or you, you might have people, maybe you have the privilege of having younger people in your life, whether it's a niece or nephew, a cousin, younger brother or sister, or just friends or, or kids of, uh, of friends. Do you have an influence? And we always say, well, was there another, kids always can reach out, kids reach out. Well, who are they going to reach out to? Are there trustworthy people in their life that they know they absolutely can trust? Are there safe people? There's a lot of creeps, there's a lot of weirdos, a lot of evil people out there too. What about the kids that don't believe they have anyone they could trust? What do we do then? That's why I put it upon the adults that we have to be those people. We can't just talk about it. We have to be those people. It's easy to say the platitude of, well, we'll just we'll just have the kids talk. We'll, we'll encourage them to speak out. Well, what if you're not the person they would come to because you are a bad human being yourself? Sorry to put it so bluntly, but what if what if you're just terrible? What if you're not trustworthy? Have we considered that possibility? These are all things that go through my mind, and it's unfortunate. It's not fair, but still something I think about from time to time. Power of the gospel is that we are told we have inherent value. We are created with a meaning and a purpose, and that is to serve God and bring glory to him. And through that, we might have life and have life more abundantly. And that life that he has stored for us is so much better than anything we could conceive ourselves. And it is worth living for. That is the message. He died so that we might live. I pray that we hold on to that. Thank you so much for listening and considering my words tonight that I truly believe were given to me by the Holy Spirit, just sharing what I could yesterday because there's no way I could have gotten through that yesterday even if I tried. So I pray that the words of the Holy Spirit can speak within you. Again, is me representing the office of, of a shepherd, not me myself because I am nothing. And as soon as I start taking credit for all of it, God will take me out very quickly. So with all of that, thank you guys. May God bless you. May God bless you.